So, this weekend in the British wrestling scene, there's absolutely jam-packed shows. I mean, if I remember rightly, Steve, is, is Rev Pro on right now? It's happening right now with the only people not there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the programming. <laughs> fun. Uh, obviously, Rev Pro's happening, All In, uh, Tidal, and I'm sure there's some more shows I forgot. Am I missed any? Progress, yeah. There's absolutely so many shows this weekend. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking a look at one show, which I do believe is coming up very, very soon, NGW. They've got a show coming up. Do indeed, in September, yeah. Um, obviously, we can give you a rundown about everything NGW, which is, as you've said, Liam, um, you know, maybe doesn't get the exposure, or at least the online exposure that it maybe deserves. And uh, obviously, we can talk about that and everything else that I've been involved with. So... Of course, and then for our next second part, we're going to be talking about some stars in the UK is making a, the name for themselves. There's, it was very, very hard to pick a list, so we're going to be doing all that. But first, intern, roll the intro. And I'd like to be joined by my good friend. I'm going to let this guy at the side of me introduce himself. You sh I'm sure a lot of people know who he is anyway. <laughs> is that me or Jim? That is you because you're <laughs> one at the side of me. Uh, yes. Hello. I'm Stevie Aaron. I'm a master of ceremonies all around the UK. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here again. You're becoming a very regular on the show. Uh, well, I mean, it's only the third one. You could see, just see what happens, Liam. You never know. <laughs> Uh, Stevie, how's the week been, my friend? Um, it's been okay. It's been a bit chaotic for me, but uh, I've, I've felt like I was coming down with a cold, but I feel much better now we've started. So hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll see how this show goes and uh, all positive vibes and uh, we'll be feeling good after it. Of course. And this guy's been on the show quite a few times. He gets so much... What he doesn't actually know about this is every time he's on the show, the feedback I get from people is absolutely terrific. Jim, introduce yourself, my friend. I'm Jim King. I, I'm not involved um, in the way that Stevie is, but I'm a massive wrestling fan and looking forward to talking about some of the British talent before I'm away to All In this weekend. So I'm going to see what AEW have got to offer. Of course. And how's your week been, by the way? It's been a good week. Um, I, I came from a, a Star Trek convention last weekend where my um, my main podcast, we got to do a little panel, a uh, bit of a game show. So that was that was good fun. It's always fun drum, jumping between my fandoms. So I've, I've come from Star Trek fandom last weekend into wrestling fandom this weekend. Uh, I'm sure there's a bit of crossover somewhere, but you can't always find it. <laughs> Stevie, I imagine you're a bit of a Star Trek person as well. I'm getting that vibe. Uh, you know, not massively, if I'm honest. I mean, I quite like uh, Next Gen and some of the films, but um, you know, I can talk about it. <laughs> but no, it's, this is a wrestling show. This is a different show oh, altogether. Okay. But we'll yeah, you can come on mine next week. <laughs> I'll come on yours next week. I need to yeah. watch the new Star Trek shows. Uh, my friends uh, big them up, so I'm sure they're good. 
Right, yep. So what we're going to do is, this is a two-part show. So for the first part, we're going to be talking about a promotion that doesn't get the love, do you know what I mean? Which, this is probably one which stuck out for me like a sort of film, which is NGW. And yeah, we're going to be going through a whole report, which one fan managed to send me, and just basically give them a bit of love. So yeah, here we go. So this is NGW. Now, Stevie, obviously, you obviously work for this promotion. Mm-hmm. Can you tell people a bit of obviously the backstory and stuff? Yeah, I can. I can tell you basically the the, the first day story in, in in many ways, and I might have um, told a condensed version of this uh, event that happened back in two thousand and eight. Um, um, I won't bore everyone with the the, the details, but basically, um, I was. Um, you know, doing shows all over at the time, working for different uh, promotions. Um, I, there was an event I did in the Northeast. I can't remember. I could probably pinpoint it if I sat and thought hard enough. But nevertheless, what had happened is a group of lads um, who I wasn't familiar with. Um, it was um, a promoter, um, a friend of mine, actually, had managed to sell a ring to a group of individuals in the Hull area. In fact, it was in Hull. Um, and after the event, um, a friend of mine was going to drive the van with the ring and drop it off to these, you know, these young lads, uh, most of which were teenagers, if, if not all of them at the time. Um, so, um, he, um, it was, it was getting late anyway, by the time we took the ring down and everything and we, we got in the van and, uh, we made this, uh, long journey to Hull, which is about two hours from where we were, maybe a bit, actually it might've been a bit more, it might've been more like three hours from where we'd done that particular night and uh we got there uh the ring wasn't in tip-top shape i'll be honest i know for a fact it wasn't it was falling a bit but it had done this last show for us um uh we dropped it off with these lads that were so happy they were so giddy oh we've got a ring we've got a ring and we we're just like ah these are just you know backyarders or marks or <laughs> something derogatory like that uh we got home in the end about seven o'clock in the morning i remember and there was part of the ring that had just fell off um it was it was an old ring and uh, i remember dumping them uh dumping these parts sorry in uh in a skip next to tesco or something like that um but anyway fast forward to a few years later uh they've kind of established themselves it was run by a guy called rich dunn and it still is run by rich dunn um and uh, they started doing these these smaller events in the whole area fast forward to 2014 i believe i get the phone call um the, there's a lot more people involved with ngw at this point now uh they're running the echo arena um it was like oh we want stevie can you you know ring announce for us now uh we're doing television we've got a tv deal um and yeah it was it was it was a good pleasure and obviously i, I knew some of the guys from working you know different parts uh, of the country and whatnot but um you know they wanted to really make something of it um, and then over the next few years, um, a lot of things happened for them, you know, started running more events. Um, again, it was the same sort of area doing this uh, television show for a channel called Estuary. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it was around the time that the government was um, putting in place these local television channels. I don't know what's happening with that at the moment. Um, I think it's it's all been a bit vague, isn't it, when it comes to local TV? I don't know if it's worked as well as they were expecting, but nevertheless, we had this... Uh, TV deal. It was also around the time of, oh, what oh, I've forgotten the name of the. It was it was Wrestle Talk that were doing it. I think it was just called Wrestle Talk, wasn't it? Wrestle Talk TV on Challenge, if you remember that on Challenge TV. So they had a deal in place there where they showed some NGW matches. 
we got into to, to Butlins. Um, I remember being at Bognor Regis for the first one. Uh, did the presentation of how it would, uh, you know, differentiate itself from what had been uh, professional wrestling at holiday camps before. So it was much more high tech. There was, you know, the use of the big screen. We had uh, the beast Mark Labette as our general manager of um, the Chase fame. Though we couldn't say that. We couldn't make any references to IDV. You'll see NGW don't do that. But we can still say, you know, it's Mark Labette. Um, and yeah, and things just happened. Obviously, a lot's happened since uh, the pandemics. Not as many events being run, but it's kind of, uh, you know, coming back a bit. But the the the, the tippy top thing about NGW getting out of the Airco Arena, which is a great arena, and we ran it for, funnily enough, ran it for One PW back in two thousand and six, um, and that became kind of the the home ground for New Generation Wrestling for a while. But then uh, we ended up running the, the City Hall and uh, the best events at the City Hall. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, there's a thousand people there. I look up to one balcony. I can see the people. I look up to the top. They're, they're just all around. The best event we ever did in terms of attendance uh, was a Christmas event some years back. And uh, they had to turn people away. It was it was unreal. And in Hull, they love NGW. They know all the guys. They know Nathan Cruz. You know the amazing Matt Myers. They know Sam Bailey. Um, they know, you know, everybody just in size him when he was wrestling. Um, you know, you you name them. Um, Adam Maxted, Rampage Brown, um, Robbie X, all of those guys. Uh, they knew everybody. And, uh, you know, you do get stopped in the street in Hull. Um, which is really weird because, like you say, uh, you go online and there isn't as much activity about new generation wrestling. Now, I don't know if this is kind of um what's the words jim you might be able to help me out here um being a, a big spock fan or whatever but um <laughs> you know there's this kind of i don't know if it's smugness or if um a lot of um hardcore wrestling fans are not really called hardcore wrestling fans now that's kind of what i would have called them i don't mean hardcores in the style i mean mm -hmm. um you know obsessives uh people who might just stick to AEW or watch New Japan and things like that, you know, smart fans. I don't want to insult those kinds of people, but I think a lot of people like that do not attend certain wrestling shows, particularly in this country, because they see them as uh, their, their family shows or their pantomime shows or, or something like that. I, I don't know if you think that was fair, but that, that's the impression I get. Um, however, the last NGW show, it, I did notice a few fans there and I've seen some reports online. We are attracting, um, you know, a, a different audience now. So you do get those kind of fans as well. I think it's a good mix, to be honest, of families and, you know, internet fans. Um, but it's, it's just never had the, uh, the, the following uh, as, as other groups have, who don't draw half as well as, as NGW. I mean, that's just a fact. But I don't know. I think it's, um, yeah. I th this is just speaking from someone who has only sort of recently started to get into like the British scene. Mm -hmm. I do think it's quite difficult to find a jumping on point. And it seems that once you know what the names are of the promotions and once you know who some of the acts are, you can sort of start to find your way online and find that there are these great communities and there is a lot of support out there. Mm -hmm. But 
if you're just starting from a point of um, I'm a fan, maybe you're a fan of WWE or AEW or whatever, and you think, oh, I wonder if there's any wrestling I can watch in the UK, and you just sit down and type it into your search engine. I think it's it's that step that's quite difficult to to crack. But once you kind of in, it gets a lot easier. No, that that makes a lot of sense because I, I was, um, I mean, I, I obviously still a fan, but you know what I mean. I was a teenage fan during the the, the late nineties and the nineties, and I would never have gone to a lot of the British shows because at the time there was the big problem of. Um, and I, I will say it's a problem. It's no offence to anybody that was involved in them, but the, the tribute shows, you know, mm-hmm. where, they, where they were saying that so-and-so is playing Steve Austin, this guy's playing The Rock. I obviously avoided that because I thought that, I, you know, I just didn't want to know because I looked down on that kind of thing. Um, I got lucky, though, and went to a, a local event one time where there were uh, basically touring ex-WWF uh, guys, you know, like uh, Earthquake and Bushwhackers and uh, Skinner was there and, and all these different guys um and I give that a chance and then i did get to see you know robbie brookside and you know mm-hmm. all, the, all this great talent um but but the point is that i think that's an excellent point it's um you, you might be a fan of uh professional wrestling per se and be a fan of all the best stuff but it's making that step isn't it to to go and attend mm-hmm. a, local, a local event but i do think and i'll i'll put them over now because i know that's what we're talking about if anybody's you know watching and, and they're unsure um i do think they would get something from ngw um yeah you might have the more traditional british style you might have uh something that does cater to to families but it's not um and, and i believe in rich's philosophy here because we've talked about this before it's not you know and i, I don't mean to insult big daddy or anything but it's not easy easy oh he's got this guy you know it is a very hard-hitting technical based uh product i hear that word but but it is you know it's it's still you're going to get wrestling and it's not going to insult your intelligence but you're also going to get uh you know the larger than life characters and the personas and the personalities yeah and the one thing obviously i like is obviously over the past couple of weeks i've obviously managed to speak to scott bell nathan cruz and ace matthews and they've all said the exactly same thing it's family friendly Everyone, you know, is pushing for the same, and the crowd's great. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's been highly recommended a few times, but yeah, yeah, I, I feel like the like we, we just mentioned there, obviously, with the internet exposure, maybe that's something to look at. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like with the world we're living in now, internet is probably key for any type of industry. Is that a fair statement? It is, but the successful Liam, you see, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, how, how much, um, how much effort do you put into something like that, you know, when? You, you've got a following um and it, i don't think you know i don't mean to be sort of you know to to shun that or to say that that's um you know something that you couldn't look at but i think you know i think the people that run ngw have got the priorities right and obviously i'm i am biased because i am the announcer and stuff but um there, could there be more exposure online I, I, absolutely um it would be nice even if it was just fan support i think you know talking about the last events talking about who the champion is that kind of thing um and maybe that'll happen after today <laughs> there you go hopefully so obviously one fan managed to give us a nice little report so we've talked a bit about the history which was on here so we'll go through the match card and just give your thoughts so it goes as follows so we got an impromptu opener the you you might be able to correct me if i'm wrong here the bangra bad boy amir john is that correct 
Amir Jordan, yeah. Do you want to just uh, give when that event was from, Liam, and the date and the location? Yep. So that was the whole City Hall. That was the last it one was, we did. That was Friday the 23rd of June at the whole City Hall. The, yeah. It was the 15th anniversary show, which was kind of... So you, obviously there's a big key thing there. And when I was reading this actual report, I'm like, wow, there's so many people, obviously, we've seen throughout, <laughs> obviously, that Joe the show. I mean, Jim, obviously, I sent you the report. What did you think when we obviously looked at it? Yeah, there were a lot of familiar names on there, like Amir Jordan, straight away. Uh, I've seen him at 1PW a couple of times, and he he's just got a great... I can see why he would be in the opening match, because he all, he's got a great connection with the crowd. He always gets the massive pop, and his entrance with the sort of Bollywood styling and the dancing and everything, it just lifts the audience immediately. So yeah, I can see why he's placed there on the card. Yeah. Is that a first comment, Stevie? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, Amir Jordan, he was, um, you know, he was in NXT UK. I think he mm. did have some traction for a while. I think his entrance is, um, and I'm not insulting him here at all because he's a friend of mine, but um, it is uh, a big part of the, um presentation you know his, his entrance um he comes out and he does his thing he gets everybody dancing he sometimes gets me dancing and um yeah it's it, it was a good start what actually happened there was uh um sam bailey was upset because he was supposed to face um adam flex maxted for the title and uh adam maxted unfortunately um oh, there you go there's the picture who's cutting the, the promo <laughs> that interrupted me um he, he thought he should have been awarded the title, basically, and we had the Destiny Rumble, which was for the number one contendership. Um, but instead, it was decided by management that Sam Bailey had to compete in the Rumble rather than just being given the title. Okay, uh, okay. That's when he was good. interrupted by Amir Jordan. Uh, this this next match really, really caught my eye, and it was classed as a, a Gen X League match, which is, of course, the King of the Cruiserweights, Robbie X, versus the youngest in the charge, Leon Slater. I mean... These two, for me, are absolutely probably the probably the top two in the UK right now. I mean, so correct me if I'm wrong, Stevie. The Gen X is <clears throat> is that like NGW's version of the Cruiserweights? Kind of, yeah, yeah, or or maybe X Division more so. Uh, the idea is all of the matches are ten minutes long. Um, when it started, I mean, it was a good thing for TV. If you look on uh, maybe YouTube, it's probably got some of the TV matches on there. Um, mm -hmm. It was a, it was a good thing to have the the timer in the bottom right hand corner, and uh, you know countdown. It was very sort of TV orientated. So I, I I'm always told before those matches just to explain it. If there's any new fans in the crowd, we're not looking for time limits. We, we the idea is um, when the participants are under pressure and they've got a you know strict ten minute time limit, they're going to take more chances. So it's going to be more high risk. Uh, but before the bell rings of of any Gen X League match, uh, they've got to touch the top turnbuckle um a lot of the early matches were all triple threats as well but really we've we've done triple threats we've done uh the singles matches yeah they touch a top turnbuckle and then the ref asks for the bell and then they just go boom 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 but them two guys yeah absolutely uh that was what we wanted we wanted the fast-paced match um as i say it's more family family orientated but there i don't you know talking about modern wrestling fans maybe uh ignoring ngw i think they would get a lot out of that um I love that idea. That yeah. it, that sounds like a fantastic way to when you've got these guys who've got a lot of skills and have maybe got you know a few flashy moves or whatever. 
that just sounds like a fantastic way to showcase up and comers. I don't know if that's yeah. how it's used, but that's just such it a is. great concept. It is, and and, and when we used to have uh, like a heel champion in that division as well, uh, you know, they'd, they'd be counted down the time, and they'd be like, oh no, they're, and they were always saved by the time limit as well. I always loved that. Yeah. I don't know if you remember back in the day when uh, William Regal or Stephen Regal at the time in WCW when he was television champion, he always did the time limit draws and stuff, and I, I always thought that was really clever, you know, that um, the the heel manipulates the the time limit. And I should also point out as well, yeah, that. The reason this exists, I'm fairly sure it was to do with uh, the fact that they were doing television. It was like, right, we need this match because we're just doing, you know, the, these hour shows or half an hour it was at one point. And the team behind NGW, um, a, a lot of the team heavily involved with uh, with the World of Sport revival. Um, so there, there was a lot of ideas, I think, that, that would have came from, from doing things like that. But, yeah, that's the Gen X League anyway. Okay, awesome. So next match was... The one-woman army, Lizzie Evo, defeated the Iron Queen, Alexis Falcon. So this, if I correct me if I'm wrong, this is your typical baby face versus heel. Obviously, mm -hmm. Alexis is the hometown hero. Is Lizzie, I mean, what can we say about Lizzie? She, she could walk into a crowd and get booed for everything. But, Jim, I'll start with you on this one. What did you think to this one? Um, I mean, again, I'm reading the report and everything. Like you say, Lizzie Evo's just great. She... She's just got that thing and she can have everyone hating her. And she's very, very good at crowd control. She's one of them. I think we talked about this last time where she's one of them heels now where people respect how good she is and they kind of want to cheer for her. And she was playing an injury angle, I think, on the, the last one PW one we talked about yep. and eliciting a bit of sympathy, but she can turn it like that and yep. get the heel heat so yeah i i just think she's great as a performer um i've not come across alexis falcon but um again from the report we've got it sounds like it it was a a really good match yeah i so think did it did it finish with a running as well we got rio came in at the end so yeah, I, I think so. Rio came in after when um, I think Lizzie took advantage of the situation or something. She got the, the cheap win and then, yeah, did the beat down on Alexis. Yep. So, Stevie, obviously, you know Lizzie, obviously. I don't know if you know Alexis as well, so take yeah. it away. Um, well, first of all, Alexis, um, I, I don't know how many uh, bookings she's taken at the moment, but she's got a great look. Um, you know, she's got a lot of fire. Um, blue eyes, she's from Hull. Um, she had a family there that particular night. I do remember that. Um, yeah, she 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 could go places. I think she's got a great look. Um, Lizzie, uh, absolute prick, just completely. <laughs> and I love her to death because she's just she's fantastic and she's so good. And you say Jim about you know people kind of want to cheer her, but then she that's the point where she usually gets on the microphone. She's got that you know really. I, I don't want to insult anyone from Liverpool, but you know that that Scouse accent, and it just grates on you so much. And she gives me crap, and I, I love that. And I tell her to give me crap, and she's she's so great as, as a human being. She she's brilliant, and she deserves everything. And I think, as a matter of fact, I'm fairly sure the first time I met Lizzie was in um, NGW. Now NGW, you 
know, not known for doing many uh, women's matches or having a particularly strong division or anything like that. But I do remember her being there. I think it was a, an event in Leeds many years ago. And she was very young at the time, but she had something about her. There is something, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. There is something about Lizzie that's just, she, she just has, you know, when they, they, these people just have a spark or they just have something, an aura, whatever it is, she's got something about her. And, uh, you know, she's got better and better over time. Obviously, worked with her in uh, What Culture Pro Wrestling uh, when she did the feud with Lana Austin. L loved all that stuff. Loved giving her ideas. And I've got stories about that, which I couldn't really tell you. But, um, <laughs> you know, just regarding some of the promos, she, she caught one of them very, very offensive. Um, but it got me <laughs> jiggy. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, when we were doing... Like I say, what culture and defiance. So I was over the moon when, um, you know, she'd become a major part of, you know, one PW since it came back. And now to be used in a similar role in NGW, the exact same stuff. And it's simple and it's effective and it's good. She gets on the mic. She says, I'm here to be the first ever NGW women's champion. That That's her goal. And uh, yeah, it, it's worked everywhere else. So why not? There you go. Why change it? So. Next matchup is obviously Nathan Cruz and the amazing Mike Myers defeated at Reese and Rogan. Stevie, this is weird because obviously he's well liked and obviously NGW, but I'm used to him being an ass. I'll just say that. A Cruz? Yes. Yeah, well, he, he was an ass in NGW as well for a while. He, he did turn heel for a while, obviously, since he's come back. Um, you know, he's been their, their main, um, I don't want to say John Cena type because he might go to his head, but. It, he is their main baby face. Same with uh, Amazing Matt Myers. There's a great story there about, you know, Myers wanting to retire. Um, but, you know, Cruz won't let him. Uh, I don't know if you've got that in your report. Um, Reese and Rogan, upcoming tag team. Two great guys. Listen to mm -hmm. so much advice. Listen, the the, the best thing um, I've always said to, to people who want to be in a tag team, it's like, don't, don't watch, you know, modern wrestling. I'm not saying there isn't good tag teams out there because there is. But, you know, go back and watch something a little more simpler where you can, you know, watch for the hot tags and you can watch the, the psychology and, and that kind of thing, not to, to go into that. But um, I told them to go back and watch like Tully and Arne and, um, you know, stuff from the 80s and, you know, give them various ideas. But that's that's essentially what they're doing. You know, I'm I'm not going to say if they're not quite the, the UK FTR, but, you know, the... They might get that, <laughs> but that was that was an incredible match. I mean, the the heat in that match was unbelievable. Uh, you know, you could really feel the building shake, and it's uh, you know, it's not an exaggeration. It's it was really good. It's a great storyline, a great match, all of them guys. So yeah, I recommend that one. And this is this this is the thing I do agree with you on Liam when we're talking about uh, the NGW may not have the internet ex exposure. That the sad thing is. I'd hate for that match to be lost. I'd love to see it again. You know, it is all taped. I don't know um, what their outlet's going to be for the future, but that would be one to watch back um, because it was, it was really, really good. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim, what about you? What did you reckon when you read this? Yeah, Nathan Cruz is a, is a good guy. I, I've only seen him work as a heel, but when I read it, I just sort of took a, a mental step back and thought, you know what, actually... I. I can see that he's got a good look as a face and I could see him being a, a major baby face. So hopefully I'll get to see, see baby face Nathan Cruz at some point. Hey, just every time you said baby face Nathan, I'm just like, I cannot see it. I really can't. 
But oh, I, I mean, he still does the cocky stuff, you know. He, he still needs <coughs> to do the, you know, the show stealer stuff, and then he's professional and whatnot. But does the entrance? But because he's he's one of them. That's what it is, you know. He, he, he he's you know uh, he's riding but not Yorkshire and all that stuff. Um, but he you know he's seen as a as a hometown hero, so that that's why it works. He was healed for a while though. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So we'll get on top of us to our main event. And Stevie, all I'll say is Destiny Rumble, take it away. Well, the Destiny Rumble, I mean, it is essentially a Royal Rumble. You know, uh, 20, 20 men in it. Um, you know, they're coming out, I think it was uh, every 90 seconds. Um, yeah. And yeah, um, would you have guessed, Liam, who was going to win that based on the events earlier in the night? Was that too telegraphed or? No, I didn't have a clue. He didn't have a clue? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah so obviously uh sam bailey who's the uh you know seen as the one of the originators of ngw he's got a chip on his shoulder my former tag team partner actually he was uh my partner in uh, my last ever match in ngw but um yeah he's uh he's bitter and he's angry and uh now he's the champion so <laughs> there you go. So, Jim, obviously, it's a rumble. Obviously, there were some well-known names in there. Obviously, Will Cruz, Leon sure. Slater. There's quite a few. Vusic. Um, what did you reckon when you read the report? Yeah, again, like, uh, Robbie X coming in at 19. I think that's uh, that's a very good placement. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of Robbie X, and when you get those late entrants, especially like someone who's going to get a big sort of crowd yeah. reaction you're, you're right. probably thinking he's going to be the one who's going to save us from the bad guy and then to not do it that's um, what happens yeah i think i think that's just a great way of playing it i mean we when um me and liam have talked about previous events so i'm a big advocate for having heel champions like we all like it when the good guy gets to the top of the mountain but the stories are harder to tell after that. So having a heel go over, it might not send the crowd home happy or what have you. But I think with a promotion that's wanting to tell longer term storylines, it it's just it's the way to go. Yeah, and and I should point out as well, um, it was it was it was a tricky thing to do because you did want to send them home happy. We were celebrating fifteen years of uh, of NGW. Uh, there was a little bit after the event, you know, with Cruz talking to, to Matt Myers and Matt Myers saying that, you know, he's not going to quit now and, that, that, you know, he's uh, he's going to stay on and, you know, try and recapture the title. Um, so there was a nice little ending after the fact that Sam Bailey had won the title. But you, you're absolutely right. You've got something uh, where fans are going to go, I'll come back and I want to see that match. I want to mm -hmm. see Matt Myers, you know, beat him or if it's Nathan Cruz or even Robbie, you know, whoever it's going to be. Um, yeah, there you go. So that's obviously the report. I think what we'll do is we'll actually post this report obviously on our YouTube on our actual website so people can go and read it for themselves because it's really interesting. It's, there's a lot, obviously, we've like not skipped, but like there's so much in this report. Well, I, will, I will add very quickly, Liam, if it's all right. Um, that was Rampage's first match back, and he was such an integral part of um, um. New generation wrestling, and obviously, you know, been to NXT UK and everything, and then come back. He was a surprise, and he's he's been a long time heel, and he, he got one of the pops of the night, just you know, because it's like that's rampage. I don't believe it. He's back, and you know, I, I love cool stuff like that. And uh, the the, the storyline uh, that we didn't speak about was uh, 
you know, Myers wasn't actually in in the Rumble. Um, you know, Dara Diablo was, but he was injured. And uh, what happened was Dara, you know, wanted to give him his spot uh, mm -hmm. earlier in the night, and Myers is like, oh, I don't know. And then when uh, Dara Diablo's music plays during the Rumble, he comes out, stands there, and then Myers, you know, he introduces Myers, and Myers takes his place because it's what everybody wants. And it's like, he's going to give it one more shot. And then when he did win the title, obviously, he's got a reason to to stick around now with uh, Sam Bailey being the champion. There you go. That, that's absolutely terrific. So we'll obviously end this little segment on Stevie. Obviously, they've got a show coming up in September. Do you want to plug it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, have you got the data? <laughs> there there it is. Yeah. So NGW returns, uh, you know, Saturday, the 16th of September. It's at the Eastbound Centre, this one. It's not at the City Hall. Uh, which is their, you know, their, their original uh, venue, uh, their original ground. And, uh, yeah, something's going to happen. I don't know what it is. Something's going to happen that's never happened before. What that is, I have no idea. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll find out shortly. Just uh, add them on uh, social media, Facebook, whatever, and uh, they'll clue you in on what's, what's going to happen. There you go. So you can get your tickets at New Gen Wrestling. And I do believe the front row's sold out, if I remember right. The front right. row's sold out. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. They, there you go. So New Generation, there you go. We've given you some love. We'll post this out so you can share it about. <laughs> and that? I think it's, um, yeah, it's a prelude. They've the retitled the event as well. It's like the prelude to Eternal Glory or something, Countdown to Eternal Glory, which, again, is like that big show of December. But, uh, you know, when that will be, I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. Stuff that's top of my head, but yeah. there you go. So, before we obviously get into our next segment, I was going to say a massive shout out to our actual new sponsor. Now, I've got a question for you both Have you heard of the Kill City Cup? Kill City Cup, no, no. So, <laughs> this is a I don't even know how to describe it because it's so unique. It's like a, it's like a tournament thing. I'm just going to play the video, then I'll explain it after. Here it is. Welcome to the Kill City. There you go. Does that explain it? Looks like Leeds on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, so this actual thing is in the description. It's a it's basically like an American badass tournament, and there's some well-known people in it. Brian Cage is in it, Matt Seidel, Natalia Markova, and it's very, very unique. I would recommend anybody in the UK to go and watch it. That's Like I said, it's Kill City Cup on YouTube, or you can check out the description in this and go and have a look. Sorry, you, you guys live a bit stunned there. You're right. No, it looked it looked awesome. I mean, uh, yeah. Right then. So for our second part of the show, we wanted to give some spotlight on some UK talent for people, obviously in the UK and obviously people in the US, and go and check these talent out. So we've got a list of people, and we're just going to basically give honestly our thoughts on them. So 
I mean, we've we've always spoke about this person. She was on the NGW show, so it's of course it's Lizzie Evo. We have to start with the. I'm just going to say this. I think for me personally, and this might be a controversial statement. It might not. I think she's probably the best female talent in the UK right now. I'm saying that out loud. I mean, she's won multiple titles. We know obviously what she's like in shows. I've seen so many of her matches. I mean, Jim, Liz Evo. Yeah, I, I I think I would not disagree with you there. She's we sort of alluded to it earlier, but she has got her character absolutely figured out. She embodies it. She doesn't waver with it. And what I've enjoyed seeing over the course of a few matches is that she is starting to play into the the manipulation of the crowd. So I think there is a thing with wrestling fans now where they appreciate the work of the person regardless of the character they're playing and i think she's having fun with that now like yeah i know they want to cheer me but i can make them boo me just by looking at them or just by uh as stevie said opening the mouth for a second and i think there's a bit of an english thing to it because again not not disparaging any part of the country, but there is a perception of Liverpoolians, and she heavily leans into that, and that will immediately get heat. But there is a lot more to her than that gimmick. And then in the ring, she she's just fantastic. You can tell that she's a bit of a veteran now, and she can carry matches. She can lay them out. Yeah, she just she's an all rounder. She's great, and she deserves everything she's getting. There you go, Stevie. You also spoke about it in the NGW part. Have you got anything to add? Um, I, I think there was some interesting points there from from Jim's perspective, and I think I, I definitely echo a lot of that. Um, I think she could be used as um, as an example for a, a lot of trainees now talking about you know characters and characterization and kind of. You know that that kind of thing and i'm not knocking any of that um but lizzie is lizzie i mean that that's her i'm not saying that she's pricking real life i mean she's a bit but um <laughs> in a good way but but what i mean is is very much in it you know the best um wrestling gimmicks the best um the best wrestlers i've always thought it, it is an extension of, of their personality or something in them you might not necessarily see it instantly but if you look at her in the eyes and i know when i announce her and i see her and she's out there that that is her it is there's something very genuine there even you know if she she is being an, an like say an asshole to me or, or whatever and you know i love it when she pushes me about and i'm giving a crap back and stuff like that and um but it, it, it there's just something very genuine about it and she's tapped in and she knows who she is and she's I'd, I'd, I was going to compare it to someone else, but I'm not going to because I think Lizzie is Lizzie, and I think you're right, Liam. I think um, you know right now I can't think of anybody, um, though you know I'm sure there's there's a lot of people out there um, that are that are doing well right now. Um, but yeah, if I was gonna, if it was me and I was running my own, you know, promotion or event, I think she'd be one of the the first people I'd contact. If I'm honest. Yeah, when I was looking, obviously through her history, obviously she's had the NXT thing. But I do believe she's obviously Future Shock coach as well, some sort of thing. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not clued up to be honest on what she's doing in terms of, of training and stuff. Um, you would have to ask her, but um, yeah, poss- possibly. 
Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've like I said that we cannot speak highly about it. You know, I mean, I remember watching that video which she did where the One PW show where we got a, a look into obviously like growing up in wrestling. Do you, you remember that? Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing it, and uh, yeah, as I say, I've seen her a few times in One PW, and the way she carries herself is just <clears throat> she's at the top of the card, whether she's the champ or not you can tell that she's a person you build a division around and yeah she's just fantastic to watch yeah i think that's fair i think next up we've got and is and i'm curious to get stevie aaron's opinion on this one and it's it's charles crowley oh, charles crowley yeah i've got to be into this guy is really grown on me and i fucking hate to admit that because he's a twat but <laughs> every, time, every time, I mean, by the way, congratulations on obviously him in session winning the titles at Riot, by the way. That's a some little plug there. But Stevie, obviously Charles Crowley, the gimmick is so unique. And I it think is. Like, it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. Go ahead. Um, I don't know how experienced he is in the ring. Uh, but from what I've seen, uh, you know, in terms of entrance, he's put a lot of thought into that. Put a lot of thought into, uh, you know, projecting himself. Which I think is important. Um, you know, just 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 keep doing what you're doing. He's found something unique. He's found something that gets under people's skin. That something that um, you know people instantly get. I mean, if you look at that photo there, I'll tell you what's good about that. You can just tell. I mean, from looking at that, you can just tell who he is. You know exactly who he is from mm -hmm. just the way his pose uh, to the to the big hat, the way he's doing this. Whether he's you know like the cocky showman that he wants to be um and uh yeah um haven't haven't spoken to him much outside of the ring or anything we had a good conversation a couple of months ago well, well it wasn't really much of a conversation but we did have a conversation and it was just a case of he's uh he seems to be a really likable guy outside of the ring <laughs> so he's he's a bit of a polar opposite there but uh very unique um and yeah, I, I love this this kind of characterization stuff. If that's you know what you want to call it. Yeah, Jim. Obviously, I know you've seen him at one PW again, but I, I imagine you've done some history on this guy. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's been all over the place, and he's he's done progress and TNT and NXT. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's very seasoned, and maybe that that speaks to a little bit like um, Stevie was saying about. The character work that he's doing because i i find watching independent wrestlers a lot of them are extremely talented in the ring but they've not put a lot of thought into the characters sometimes which you can understand because if quite often you go to a different promotion you may be asked to play a heel in one promotion you may be asked to play a face in another and mm. so you don't always have time to come up with these characters Whereas you can tell that Crowley has, like, even the name Crowley sort of evokes, like, is it Alistair Crowley and cults and all this right. stuff? So yeah, that's it awesome. immediately gives you this impression and it tells you this is probably a bad guy. And then the, like, the 1PW match we saw him in, um, where basically it was a, a multi-man match, but because he was such an antagonistic presence, everybody just abandoned him one by one and... To yeah, me, so the eight man tag, you mean? So he's yeah. turning up, yeah, right. And so yeah. instantly I got it. 
it's like you say, looking at the picture of him, you can see exactly who he is. And watching oh, that is. one match, it's right, I've got it. This is this is that guy. I get the whole thing. And I'm ready to see more of it. I'd love to see where where he goes with it. See I'd love to see him more often, see a series of matches with him and you know, hopefully if he's throwing himself into the British scene, I'll get the chance to do it. But he he's one that has definitely got it figured out what he wants to be and how he's gonna do it. And I, I love to see that. Yeah, definitely. So next up we've got is and this is one I actually love is it's Session Moff <laughs> Martina. Now, this is actual saying it, and it actually sticks with me every time. Yeah, apparently, you can hear Session before you can see her. Apparently, that's <laughs> yeah. a little thing. But, yeah, I mean, sure. if you're talking about entertainment, I mean, Session's right up there. Do you know what I mean? Works the crowd so, so well. In the ring, I feel like some people underestimate her based on, obviously, the style. I mean, Stevie, would that be a fair assumption? I think I think you're right. I think she does the big entrance and she's, you know, having the drink and getting drunk and grinding into people and all of that, you know, naughty stuff that she, she doesn't do as much in one and you know, she does in some other places. Uh, I don't know if she's still doing some of that stuff that she used to do. But um yeah, you're right. Um underestimated. She's got a lot of fire. Um a lot of the just it, 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 you know, to just a movement, you know, her neck snaps and the, the way she bumps and moves about the ring and knows her positioning and things like that. I think a lot of fans would sleep on. Not that they're particularly looking for that. And it's good in a way that they're not because that's still part of the the tricks that haven't been, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The uh, what, What's the saying about the magician's secrets and things? That's, that's, that's part of wrestling that wrestling fans don't talk about as much, uh, which is good. But she's uh, she's definitely got all of that and her ability and uh you know very athletic and uh she's so bubbly she, she she's unbelievable you know when she's there yeah and she you know she comes in and she's you know just full of um again she's got that like like lizzie you know the, the just this spark and she just brightens up the room when she walks in so yeah there you go jim i mean obviously we, we know we know what sessions like was that a fair yeah. assumption I think so. I, I totally agree about her brightening everything up. Like the the entrance is something else, but like I I watched sort of in prep for this, and I, I don't know if we're going to talk about him later. But the intergender match she had with Spike Trevay, and I was watching that match, and it's as Stevie says, her technical skills are brilliant. Her selling is phenomenal. Her timings absolutely spot on. Yeah. But she also knows how to work these comedy spots. Like there's a bit where she runs the ropes as though she's going to do a dive to the outside and then does it one too many times and realises she's knackered and falls over. You know, it's just knowing when you can put that in and working it in and it being believable, but also being yeah. able to do this really sharp, tight wrestling she's there's a lot more to her than you might assume from the entrance and she's another one like i've enjoyed the sort of rivalry she's had with lizzie eva the the very much opposites in a lot of ways but and both of them can elicit sympathy from the crowd or be a natural babyface more so you know session i think particularly a British crowd, really wants to cheer her. And, yeah, she's she's just great, I think. Underrated, as Stevie said, I think is a, is a good word. 
Yeah, and I, the one thing that caught my eye is that obviously she's got so much experience. Obviously, she's in Ring of Honor. She's obviously yes, had a couple yeah. of things. She's had, She's been absolutely everywhere. So, yeah, mm. I mean, cannot speak enough about her. So, this next one is going to be interesting. Obviously, I'll start with Jim on this one. It's it's Cara Noir. Now, oh, yeah, Cara Noir. So, we spoke highly about this, obviously, on previous shows. Obviously, we, we know the gimmick. Some people dig it, some people don't, but... Is in ring is absolutely for me is it's right up there. I mean, what about would you? Hi, would you? Hey, I would try that again. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, as you said, every time we've talked about this guy, I've had nothing but the highest praise for. I think he's another one a bit like Crowley, where he knows his gimmick. He's got it absolutely worked out. And it all just complements what he does. Like the fact that he's got this swan thing extends to his gear. The fact that he doesn't wear shoes, which led to a great spot with Martin Stone at the 1PW show. Um, for anyone who didn't see that, try and check it out. A guy threw a shoe from the audience and Stone <laughs> was trying to make him wear it. It was great. Um, but like the way he moves in the ring is like a ballet dancer. The fact that he's more focused on the technical side plays into that. You get this impression that everything he does is is measured and there's a calmness to him, even when he's doing quite fast-paced wrestling. I think he has potential to be an absolute megastar. Wherever he decides to go, he, he will succeed. I, I do strongly believe, although... As far as I'm aware, he is injured at the moment. Um, and I'd, I'd encourage anyone to check that out. I know that I think there's like a GoFundMe and things like that for him. So I've just got my fingers crossed for him. So that he's an incredible talent and I want to see him. First of all, I want to see him healthy first, but I want to see him back in the ring when he's ready. Mm -hmm. Stevie, obviously we spoke about Kara before. Yeah. Thoughts? Um well, I, I was going to say, I think, um, you know, there's that fine line and the reason I think people might not, um, you know, be invested in somebody like Karen Noir immediately, just the, the whole theatrical thing, there's, you know, this, there's this kind of, um, um, I don't know if it's a power play thing, it's, um, it, it's kind of how Kenny Omega has, you know, ruffled a few feathers by saying that he's a, he's a performer, he's, you know, and, and it's that thing of, are you a theatrical um, presentation or are you a pro wrestler? It's either one or the other. Uh, but what I like about Cara Noir is any um, concerns about that are switched off the moment he gets in the ring, just the presentation. And um, I'll tell you this, hopefully you won't mind me saying this. Uh, he actually does rehearse the, the entrance um, before, you know, the event. So you key times uh, from you know, being at the entrance to getting in the ring to when he's, you know, because it's in time with his music, you know, the, what, what's that piece of music called again? Classical. The, Swan, Lake. Swan Lake. It is Swan Lake, isn't it? Black, of course, Black Swan, yeah. But he just, he just you know, the, with the wings and everything, he has that all timed out. And uh, I think some people would look down on that and think, no, this is just, you know, this, is, this guy wants to be in theatre. He doesn't want to be a pro wrestler. But once the bell rings, um, like you said, Liam, he's, he's, he's very much a technician. Um, he understands his place and his positioning in the ring. He brings that gimmick and makes it believable in that he's 
you know, he's he's doing it to to psych out his opponents. You can explain that in the pro wrestling realms, and you can use that. And and I know he works for DDT in Japan and stuff, which is again a bit of a controversial promotion. You know, is it is it a comedy promotion? Is it a legit pro wrestling promotion? I, I've never actually, I'll be honest, I've never sat and watched uh, Kara and DDT. Um, but I do think there is a place for what he's doing. I think he wins fans over. I think um, it's kind of cool the way that they're a bit unsure about him when he comes to the ring and he does the entrance. I'm like, who is this guy? And then by the end, you know, particularly in the match, I would have said with Christopher Daniels last year, um, mm-hmm. in, in the way that he, he seemed to win everybody over. And people were quite surprised when, uh, obviously, he made um, um, Chris Daniels submit. But um, I think I think they got it by the end. You know what he was doing and the style. As for not wearing shoes, it it might not always be advisable. But again, it's all part of of that particular presentation. And it's interesting that the guys you mentioned so far, Liam, again, a very um, um, I, I, I don't know if the, not so much character based, but personality based, and it's personalities that win. Everything you ever watch in entertainment, every anything you ever get really invested in to do with entertainment, it comes down to personalities ultimately. And that's the one thing I think a lot of modern wrestlers need to take from uh, from the people you mentioned. And you're all, all good examples of that. Yeah, absolutely. And this next one's obviously, when I think of personality, this one's right up there and it's Millie McKenzie. This baffles me how old she actually is. She's only 23. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Like I met her when she was, she must have been 17, 16. I, I don't even know. And the one thing that gets me is obviously she, in the ring she's absolutely terrific. But if you look at her progress, stuff so entertaining. I always remember watching some of her stuff, and when she comes out to the ring, there's a one where it was a triple six-man women's match. It was Nina Samuels, and obviously Nina's obviously quite obviously here. She tries to be serious, but mm-hmm. when Session and obviously Millie's coming out like all dancing about, you can see that she's trying to keep it together, and it's <laughs> so entertaining. But yeah, I mean Stevie, obviously Millie McKenzie. I mean, she's so young, it's really baffling. Yeah, um, as I say, um, I first met her, it must have been in what culture, um, I'm guessing. Um, she was really young there, got a big push at one point. Total badass, um, you know, in the ring, she looks legit, um, she acts legit, um, almost like, um, you know, the, the MMA kind of persona that she, she's trying to portray there, but it, it just seems... it. Well, it is. It's it's just legit, and I buy everything about it. And uh, yeah, hopefully, um, you know, in a few years' time, you know, we're talking about her, and she's she's a major star. I'd love to see that. Um, I, it, I don't know what it is because they are quite different. But for some reason, I always think of like the 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 Shayna Baszler thing, like mm-hmm. with with her, it, she could be like that. And and I, I'm not saying that as a knock, by the way. I'm saying that you know, as as in that. I'm I'm legit. I'm gonna take you down. I'm gonna. I don't know. I don't know what you think of that, but that's that's uh, Millie McKenzie. Yeah. There you go, Jim. Obviously, I know you've seen Millie McKenzie at one PW, but from what you've obviously researched, what do you think? I I, I can see the Shane Baszler thing actually, but I think there's another element to that with Millie because, like you, Liam, you've talked about her age. She is very young. And if you just look at the picture of her, she's almost got this butter wouldn't melt thing. But then when she's in the ring, wow, she she's really, really. Put that picture happy. up, Liam. Just yeah, yeah. I just want to point this out because the gym's dead right. Yeah, she kind of looks friendly there, but 
the the longer you stare at that, I mean, look look at the muscle, look at her eyes. Yeah, there's, there's something behind those eyes. She's gonna snap. She's gonna take. There it is, out and, and... <laughs> and that's it. And I think in terms of a potentially channeling that into a gimmick, you you can have fun with that because you can have this is how she looks at first glance, and then wow, look what she's just done to that person. And like her moves all look so powerful. Uh, yeah, she's again another real one to watch. And like you say, only 23 as well. It's just a lot of we're talking about a lot of young people here, and the sky's the limit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't seen her for years, and I seen her this year. And she said to me, That's what she said. She said, I haven't seen you for ages. And it's weird when a 23 year old says that to you, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> How old were you six years ago? <laughs> yeah, it's that's probably one which I, 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 I mean, it's probably one of my favorites is Millie. And like I said, she, the sky's the limit. And I think the key thing which we were pointing out is obviously all these wrestlers are so young, so they're only going to get better you know, over the next <laughs> obviously three, four years. Now, this next one, obviously, Stevie, I'll, I'll start with you on this one. It's it's man like Doris, take like it away. Doris. Well, you know, he's, he's another one that's got the entrance. Um, you know, he, he, he comes out. The guy can actually rap. I think that the, the thing with, with rapping gimmicks, if if you can't do it, you know, you, you, you're you going to fall straight away. Um, you know, no offence to, uh, what was he called uh, in Men on a Mission? Oscar, wasn't it? So yeah. Oscar comes out, he does the... He wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to do that now. He's not good enough, you know what I mean? Like, he, we've... You know, we're way past that. We've had uh, legit rapping, but it's good. Yeah, he gets he gets the people behind him. Obviously, cool looking guy and everything comes out, and he can do the work in the ring. Um, that's it. What what else can you say? There you go, Jim. Obviously, we've seen him obviously countless times. Yeah, he's he's another one who is he, the total package, isn't he? He's he knows what his gimmick is. He knows how to get the crowd on board. And he's very, very good in the ring. Um, again, like like Stevie said, it is difficult to say more with him. He's just a very, very impressive professional wrestler. And and he's got him. charisma by the bucket load, which is great. Yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say, I, I don't think there's, there's there's any gimmick there at all. I think that's 100% him when he comes Yeah, out. sorry. That, yeah. Is, that is that is all, all the race. Definitely. There you go. There you go. Next one is probably someone who is a really big fan of. Well, Paul, who obviously was really on the show, is a big fan of. And it's Lana Austin. I always remember seeing her at ICW. And to go from there to where she is now, I mean, I don't even know what to say about Lana Austin. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just she's so unique in the ring and personality wise. Is that a fair assumption, Stevie? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know where you were going with that. <laughs> um, Lana, I've known for a long, long time. Um, I can tell you about an actual conversation. I'm sure we should, would, wouldn't mind um, that we had some years ago. And it was when she was doing more. Obviously, she's, I would say now she's doing like the, the diva thing in terms of look at me. I'm bigger and better than everybody else kind of thing. Um, it wasn't that long ago she was doing more um the traditional diva the sort of sex appeal diva you know i'm sexy mm -hmm. i'm this and we had a good conversation going back because it was around the time um you know there was big change happening in the world um in terms of the way women 
portrayed adult just think in wrestling i think you know across the board and uh, she was actually getting heat for what she was doing being the sort of sex kitten and being the you know this and that and uh and i remember she might not remember she was saying well, you know that's me i'm acting like this why wouldn't i do this kind of thing when nobody else is doing it now so you know i don't know if this is around the time of the the, the we revolution or whatever that was you know to, to sort of move away from that um and i think she's found herself by doing that um you know she lana um the last time i, I saw her, i think was was earlier this year i haven't seen her much this year at all but unfortunately but um she yeah just just a great listener uh you know you can give her advice she had a great feud liam which i think you probably missed in what culture pro wrestling with lizzie it was it was brilliant it was so and, and we never we never really got to the payoff but lana was the face and people wanted we did a pay-per-view in in manchester and it was lana and liz and you can imagine how that went down and lana yep. didn't win the title but man the 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 heat was uh it was unbelievable yeah they had yep. good chemistry that night <laughs> jim obviously what you did some research on this one yeah i've watched a few of her matches and yeah, I think she, she does come around surprised when you said uh, she was sort of the face in it, but it's another one of them where thinking about it, I can go, yeah, I can actually see how she could. Yeah. Those matches will be out there and watch. Watch, the, watch those matches. Yeah. They'll be on YouTube. But... Yeah, I'll look them up. It's, uh, I didn't actually come across any of those ones, but she's one where I really like, I like her look. She's almost got, with the tattoos and things like she's almost got a sort of gothy look but doesn't it's weird how it has changed because 10 years ago that would have been the gimmick whereas yeah. now it it's not we've got to this stage in wrestling where women can look different and like you say it isn't this sort of cookie cutter wwe diva thing and i like that you get women who don't all look the same, different body types and things like that. And the fact that Lana's able to carve out her own thing within this world now, I think is absolutely brilliant. And everything I've seen of her, she's looked really good. She's she's looked sharp in the ring. She's looked like she can she can adapt a character to the moment. Like one of the matches I watched. It, it almost seemed like it started as a babyface versus babyface, but it finished with Lana very definitely as the heel. And being able to do that, and it was a fairly small crowd in the match I was watching, that shows a lot of skill as a performer. That's really interesting you say <coughs> that, because now I've come to think about it, and I would have to go back, and obviously I've got so much in my head that I can't remember specifics, but I don't think Lana actually turned face that makes sense in mm -hmm. it was more like she's the one who's gonna kick lizzie's ass you know there's the, like if anybody's gonna do it it's gonna be lana austin look at her she's the one we have to get behind her and and they did because you know it was believable and it was just like you know manchester versus liverpool i, I love i love all that all that stuff even though people would say oh that's you know that's a, a cheap way of doing things but it it, it always works and um yeah, uh, Lana Austin, we've got her on board, by the way, Liam, for um, uh, wrestling in Newcastle, which is the, the new promotion that I've been involved with this year. And she'll be back. And uh, yeah, awesome. she's. Uh, I think 
I think we've got the poster for that, so we'll obviously plug a couple of shows at the end. So we'll talk about that later. But yeah, but Lana Austin will be there. She will be back. <laughs> there you go. Next one is obviously someone who's really grown on me as a performer, and it's Mark Haskins. We could side that and go Vicky Haskins as well because it's <laughs> kind of like two in one. The interesting thing is, Jim. I mean, there's so many reports that apparently Mark is actually good behind the scenes, nice guy, but you don't get that obviously in the ring. <laughs> no, no, you don't. But uh, see. This this is a guy who we've seen in one PW, and he's almost been on this little spree of defeating the the ECW veterans. Like he, yeah. he upset RVD in the main event, which, to be honest, I I was quite happy that I, I went to see it with a friend of mine. And he was like, "I can't believe they brought RVD here, and he's not one." I'm like, "No, but that that's how you." You build stars, you know. This is <laughs> it's amazing the amount guy... of people who didn't get that, Jim. I, I was telling Lou well, before when when I seen the, the the some of the criticism, and I, I don't mean to go back to that, but um, yeah, it was like, why did this guy go over? Why did why did she go over? And it's like, because they ain't coming back. That's how it works. Exactly, we're pushing our own people. That's what exactly, it and it, it adds legitimacy to him. And then it, I think it was Rhino at the next event that he beat, and you know, all of this is with shenanigans. He's not, he's not doing it cleanly, which is again, he's building to the heel persona. And like you say, you've got Vicky getting involved and everything. I, I feel like he is being set up to be like the mega heel champion like i i fully expected him to win the one pw championship which wasn't how it how it turned out um but i, I can see him being a major heel champion in some promotion at some point because again he's he's got the act over the fact that you get Vicky running interference and everyone wants her to get a comeuppance as well, but then he'll he'll come in with a cheap win, and he's one of them where he shows enough ability that he doesn't need to be cheating, which I think just elevates it even more. The fact that you've got these heels who could do it properly, but they don't. They choose the the cheap route. You know that that's out of Ric Flair's playbook and MJF's playbook. You know the, the great heels do that, and I feel like he could well be one of them. Yep, Stevie, take it away. Yeah, I'm gonna um, shatter the illusion now. I'm gonna uh, obviously draw back the curtain, so to speak. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of the nicest guys in the world, like him and Vicky, <laughs> and um, I love uh, hanging with us too, and I have done a lot. Um, um, you know, just just speaking to him for a long time, so softly spoken. So, how are you doing, man? How's it going? And this kind of thing. And I've, I've known him for many, many years. You know, going back to the uh, the FWA Academy back in the day. He was actually in a group called the Chavs, which is what he says on the tin. Um, and he was called Skins. And yeah, um, I remember watching the uh, the New Japan uh, Ring of Honor show from Madison Square Gardens. And when he appeared, you know, I'm, I'm marking out watching it with a friend, and we both know uh, Haskins. And um, yeah, he's just a good hand. Um, I don't think he's champion personally. I don't think he's your main guy. I don't think he's somebody you build the promotion around. But he's a good hand, and you need people like that. He's an amazing worker. He can, you know, he can do so much in the ring. Vicky is phenomenal. Both of them as a package, you know, I, I, 
no offense to to Mark, but if if I was going to, to book them and book them both, you you, you want the whole thing. Um, yeah, top heel, definitely a, a threat. Um, you know, for whatever whatever it is, when he comes out of the curtain, he's just not likable at all. Uh, <laughs> behind the scenes, in real life, one of the best guys, one of the nicest guys in the world. Um, and so, I think that's I think that's destined obviously Joe to his character. So yeah. in fact, you just, like as soon as you go through that character, it's Mark Haskins obviously the rest of it. When he's back through the curtain, it's like Mark, Mark Haskins like the real life person as an example. Yeah, he's, whatever he's got inside, he digs down and he brings that out. And the, the same with Vicky as well. Uh, just two really great guys. And uh, I can remember earlier this year during a pay per view, we were in like a gorilla position, just having a laugh, having fun, and. Uh, great to talk to both of them just the absolute best yeah next up we've got is and it's one who obviously has been at quite a few shows it's robbie x now the interesting thing is he's obviously got one of my favorite matches i've seen obviously against will osprey at obviously one pw shows but i mean i don't high flyer absolutely great in the ring and i mean the pop obviously gets at lincoln's really really good but I mean, he can work, obviously, with the high-flying style. I mean, Jim, take it away. Yeah, I mean, I, I first saw him at the new Twist of Fate 1PW show, and he, he was in the the opening match. And, yeah, he has got this this high-flying style, which is really great at in, engaging the crowd and everything. And then when they announced that they'd booked Will Ospreay for an event, it was... A light bulb goes off, and you go, well, "It's got to be Robbie yeah. X. He's he's going to be the guy to take him on." And that match, I just thought, was so well done. Um, Robbie was—we talked about it a little bit at the time, but he, he was supposed to be the hometown hero. But because Will Osprey is Will Osprey, yeah. the crowd reaction didn't quite break down the way they wanted it to. But the story they told was amazing, and it was. Robbie X is matching Will Ospreay move for move for move until it goes that little bit too long. And then you see Robbie getting tired. And when I'm saying that, I'm saying within the context of the storyline, I'm not I'm not having yeah, a go yeah, at, yeah, yeah. at Robbie's yeah. cardio or anything. Um, so the story is he, he's starting to get a little bit tired. He's, he's to the point where he kind of knows he can't win, but he's going to keep going. And there was a brilliant spot where... Robbie was just sort of leaning on him with his head and, you know, as if to say, come on, put me away sort of thing. And, yeah, to to be asked to hold a match in a main event in your hometown with a guy who's considered by many the best wrestler in the world today and to take all that on your shoulders and do it without figuratively breaking a sweat, it shows how good the guy is. And he was sort of rewarded, I think, for that one PW by winning the uh, one of the titles that they did in a, a scramble match. Uh, yeah, I just think he's he's an exciting performer to watch, and look forward to seeing where he goes. Stevie, obviously, I'm sure you know Robbie behind the scenes. Yeah, I remember him uh, since day one. Um, he went to um, they they did a, a like a training session. Uh, with new guys at 1PW in the Doncaster Dome before one of the events back in the day. He was just a young kid then. Uh, he had something about him. People were talking about his athleticism. Um, since then, yeah, just getting all over the country. Um, you know, just being able to go, just being able to hang, 
you know, the speed, the uh, the agility, um, unbelievable. Seen him have some great matches. You mentioned there, Jim, that that first match since one PW's comeback with uh, with Ace Austin. Uh, if I'm honest, it's probably my match of the night. You know, really, really good match. Um, I've seen him against El Fantasmo. I've seen him against, um, obviously, Offspray, Park. Um, he can hang with all of those guys, um, you know, whoever you want to mention. He was, uh, you know, they talked about the, um, you know, the Gen X League in, in mm-hmm. NGW and stuff. He's uh, been the main baby face, basically, in that particular division in NGW because he can do those really exciting uh matches and uh it's 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 funny wrestling isn't it because it it's not a knock when somebody says wow that was epic that was you know a really exciting match and then they find out it went six minutes or something and uh you know he did it he did it recently um uh there's a there's a wrestler he does like um he's called zeo Knox, uh mm-hmm. and he does um like a tory gimmick uh he's in <laughs> And uh, he wrestled um, at Wrestling Newcastle recently. They did uh, six minutes uh, with Robbie X, and it was it was fantastic. I mean, it was, and you just came out, got over straight away with that audience that never they'd never seen Robbie before. And uh, yeah, w- whatever it is, um, he's got it. Where he goes with it now, um, I don't, I'm not sure how old Robbie is. He'll always be, you know. I remember him. I'm sure he was barely 15 when I met him years ago. Um, I don't know how old he is now. Um, what he wants to do with it, I don't know. But um, it is great to hear that, you know, he's still having um, these great matches all over the country. Yeah, one thing I like, obviously, we like that t- style of matchup is, obviously, you're watching the match, and then you look at the timestamp, and you're like, that did not feel like that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Stuff yeah, like it's that, not though. criticism, though, is it? You know when you talk about movie, and you're like, oh, that, that felt like it lasted forever or it felt and and it's kind of a criticism but in wrestling it's kind of not if that makes sense yeah i mean like i remember like the 20 minute scramble match and it was like it doesn't feel like 20 minutes but then you look at the time stuff it's like that was actually 20 minutes and you're like well what, yeah, good, what can good, i say good. yeah exactly so yeah yeah uh next one i've got is and it's someone who i'm a big fan of it's danny luna the one thing I like about, obviously, Danny Luna herself is the physical style in the ring. I always remember the Exile Brookside match, which I remember was the dark match for one of Devils Do. Remember, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the physical aspect and the fact that she won, everyone were like, oh, because I remember everybody was thinking Exile was going to win. And then when Danny wins, oh, really? it's like, oh, okay. So, but Stevie, Danny Luna. Yeah, good, good valet, good manager, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, she, she's more than a valet. I don't mean that in a disrespectful sense. Great look. Um, you know, obviously she's competent in the ring. I think she, she can hold her own. Um, she, I've, I've, I've seen her have interactions with men, even though I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, gender mixed matches, whatever you want to call them. But it, it's convincing with Danny. She, she puts the, the, you know, the blows in. She's, she doesn't hold back. Great look. If you look at that picture again, Liam, just to get it up. Um, if you can, I mean, she she's a heel, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. So the, the, the subculture thing's great. It's great part of the presentation. And then again, um, it'll be interesting to see where she goes as well. Mm-hmm. Jim, obviously, I don't know how much you know about Danny. Yeah, I've watched again, watched a few of her. I'd not come across her 
prior to this, but I, I've tried to tried to find out a bit about her and watch some of the matches. And see, the thing with me with the with the like you say, yes, she is a heel, but like the the whole punk rock thing that that's kind of my music and everything. So I I kind of want to cheer for <laughs> for some culture, but um, but but that's me. And he's a mod, I, though, Jim. We've got to build the mods. Yes, very true. <laughs> um, so I think she's, like you say, she's she's solid in the ring. She's got a really good, like she did a, a three amigos spot spot with the suplexes in one of the matches I watched, and she, I know a suplex is a ma- a move that you see everybody do in so many different matches. But somehow she put such emphasis into it that it actually made me take note. And I think yeah. that's a skill in modern wrestling where you see these matches, you know, within 10 seconds, you have the eight Canadian destroyers or what have you. To be able to take a sort of meat and potatoes move like a suplex and actually make a, a viewer who's watched a lot of wrestling go, wow, yeah, that, that was yeah. done incredibly well. So... She's definitely got something. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a fair little comment. The next one is, I absolutely love this guy's promo work, and we obviously mentioned him earlier. Spike, <laughs> and I, I want to get this second name right, Trivet. <laughs> Have I got it right? It is. It's not Trivet. He told me um, to, I remember t- him telling me to announce him as Trivet, and that's part of his gimmick, and he's like, it's not Trivet, and then everybody gets... On his case, all the fans. I mean, Stevie, I've him. just mentioned there, he's got pr- one of the best promo works, and I've said that one of my best feuds over the past couple of years is obviously in progress Cara. against Car- and Kara. Yeah. I mean, I would recommend that feud to absolutely anybody because they told it unbelievable story. Well, I mean, you know, I, have, I haven't seen the matches. I mean, the, the, the cage match, uh, a friend of mine who sent me pictures and who's saying, you know, this is, uh, you know, really, really good. And then I'm glad that they've done this, you know, long run of feud and everything, but he, you know, they, they, they seem to be uh, quite evenly matched and, and whatnot. And you need opponents like that. Um, so, yeah, he's, uh, you know, seemingly came out of nowhere, came from but Progress, I'm guessing. He, he, he trained there. He's known as Progress Guy. Um, again, um, yeah, it, again, we're talking about characters. That's just what it comes down to. And I think that the, with, with Spike Trevay, for me, the, the look, uh, you talk about his promos and things, these are all very important things. And I, I would love that... Um, um, you know, the up-and-comers to, to pay attention to what actually is getting over and it's not, you know, going 100 miles an hour. All that stuff's really cool, but, you know, just stop and pause and look at who you are, look in the mirror and um, come up with something that you can identify with. And uh, for whatever reason, he, he identifies with, with being Spike Trevay. Mm-hmm. Jim, Spike Trevay. Yeah, I'd echo that. Um, again, not really come across the guy before, but he could end up being one of my favourites. Like, I, I really love a good heel character, and he's got this very deadpan sort of British sense of humour. I'm not sure how well he'd translate overseas, actually, though William Regal made it work, so you, you know, you never know. But yeah. I, I just think he's he's got it, and like you mentioned, Liam, the rivalry with Karen Noir were brilliant. So it's it's taking those opposites. You've got Kara, who's this ballet comes across as incredibly cultured and takes it all very seriously, and then you've got Spike, who's undercutting that with this line of sort of nasty humour. 
And I did watch the um, intergender match with Session Moth. And it, regardless of your feelings on intergender wrestling, it's just such a well put together piece of work um, in terms of character and the in-ring action. I, yeah, I definitely think he's he's one to watch. I'm I'm gonna go away after this and watch more of his promos. I think. Yeah, he's terrific. The next one is uh, Stevie. For some bizarre reason, doesn't know this person. Now it's Harley Hudson. Now this one's obviously come across my radar over the past couple of months. I, for somebody who looks like very, I won't say petite, but like not as <laughs> like physical as you think. But in the ring, I feel like she's absolutely, you know, really underrated. I feel like this is. Probably one to watch over the next couple of years. Jim, what do you find on this one? I, I agree. Like what you say about her her look, she comes across very sort of unassuming. Um, but she's got it in the ring without question. Um what I liked about it is that because she has got a fairly slight frame, she can sell the baby face fighting from underneath kind of thing. And it does immediately get a crowd on side. There's a real likability with her that comes across. Um, so, so yeah, she's she's another one that you would you would want to see where she goes with it, what she's going to do in the future. But everything I've seen so far, she looks very very promising. I know you obviously don't know much about this, do you? Um, so, have you got anything to add? Um, just link me some matches and <laughs> I'll, I'll have a look. She's got a good look. Again, you know, that, that's the one thing, these people that you pick, Liam, um, put put her back up there because, you, you know, you can stick people like that on a poster and, yeah. you know, she, she looks legit. Yeah. There you go. So we've got two more, obviously, wrestlers to cover. Now, this next one, many people think this guy is really underrated and it is, of course, Scotty Rock. Again, I've just mentioned there, a lot of people say he's really underrated. Based on the talent, Stevie, do you think he goes under the radar a lot? Um, I don't think... I'm surprised to hear that. Who, uh, who are these people you're speaking to, Liam? <laughs> Let's just say... We'll say the fan base, okay? Okay, the fan base. Well, you know, Scotty, he, he, you know, again, a lot of fire comes out and he's, you know, he's the rock star and all of that stuff. And I think I said it best. I remember... Um, I can't remember the particular match to be honest, but he, he has worked uh, NGW a lot. Um, but there was there was one moment, and I turned to somebody and said, uh, "Whatever it is he did that was different, uh, he went from being uh, talking about like rock music and whatnot, Jim. Um, he went from being a fan to being a rock star, and, and there was just something that he did, um, you know, whether it's just through." um you know doing the amount of events that he's done um you know he's getting quite prolific now um uh, there was a, a the T, one of the tnt titles he's got there is that right um mm -hmm. um yeah he's 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 getting all over um yeah, TNT. T, yeah um he's uh yeah great attitude great guy um no problems with scotty whatsoever there's definitely a place on the card for him um, as a matter of fact, um, I'm just thinking of a, a match we did uh, this summer, again, at uh, wrestling in Newcastle, where it was Scotty Rock against HT Drake, who's known for being heel, and this is in Newcastle upon Tan. So, so Drake comes out and he's actually babyface, 
and uh, we, we were worried that was going to hurt Scotty. So they had this face versus face match. It, again, it was only like a five minute match. But what was really interesting was they managed to, you know, keep the popularity. Really difficult match to do. I wouldn't advise any anybody booking a, a match like that as such. But uh, yeah, he, he got over big time. Uh, very athletic. Um, I can't really add anything else. You know, good luck. Just keep doing what you're doing is what I would say to Scotty. Just improve, build on it and go from there. Jim, obviously, what did you find out, obviously, Scott? We know, obviously, from one PW shows as well. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why he's underrated. Like, maybe thinking about it, the matches I've seen him in have, have largely been sort of these multi-man matches with other high flyers, and it. maybe it's because that's becoming such a prevalent style these days that it people maybe get a little bit lost in the shuffle, but... I think he's he's fantastic, and for me, he's he's a standout person within that that sort of genre of wrestling. And I mean this as a compliment, so if it doesn't come across that way, I apologise. But <laughs> if I was playing my create a wrestler mode on one of these games, I would probably design someone who looks like Scotty Rock. You know, it, it appeals to my aesthetic. My wife's got a Scotty Rock T-shirt, you know, and she's not oh, even wow. that mega into wrestling. Uh, I, I just think he's great. I think he's got it all. He's He's got the look. He's got the talent in the ring. It absolute bucket loads. Like Stevie said, he carries himself like a rock star. It, I, I don't know. Maybe stop putting him in multi-man matches. Get, give him a... A really good feud. You know what? Put him with Spike Trevay and now have them have a rivalry. That'd be that'd be interesting. Something that can really bring out the best of him. I'm I'm glad you said that because I'm so sick <laughs> of, of multi matches and I just don't think they work on this level. I'm not saying that AEW are wrong or even WE are wrong on, on that level, but at this level, you know, you want to give people chances and I understand all of that. But for me, yeah, let's let's get more Scotty Rock. Singles matches. I think it's, I'm, I'm it's the difference. And he'll agree. Oh, he might not. I don't know. <laughs> I, th I'll tell I think it's the difference between <laughs> there's different things that you go to wrestling for, and sometimes you go to it purely for the, the physical spectacle, and these matches deliver that in spades. But the stuff you remember is the stories where it gets you invested. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what takes people from one level to another level. And you can still do all that stuff, but it means so much more when it's done in a story. Mm -hmm. There you go. So we've got one more wrestler to obviously talk about. I do think we will do a part two on this because there's obviously a lot of Renee which got mentioned. <laughs> so right then, the last one on our list is it's Will Cruz. The one thing I love about Will Cruz, by the way, when he comes out is I'll say his smile is so infectious. Do you know what I mean? You can do not but smile. That's credit to him. But Jim, we said this obviously on a previous show. For a guy of obviously stature, he's very, very he can do some high flying. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, I think again, the first match I saw him in was at the New Twist of Fate, and it was in that six man super hardcore match with with Ulferman and. <laughs> And yeah, he did a, a moonsault from the top turnbuckle to the outside in that. And he he has got that thing because of his, his size, his build, where if he pulls out a move like that, people immediately stand up and take notice and it creates this huge wow moment. It's like, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow when he used to do things, you don't 
you don't expect to see that from a guy that size and it, it just immediately gets a pop but like we've said about a couple of other guys on the list there is more to him than that he's a he's a very solid wrestler he's got a very very likable demeanor to him he's gets the fans on side immediately and yeah again i think he's that there is something unique about him and you could see him going places with it i'm always excited to see a will cruise match and we, we mentioned this the last time we talked about one pw that they put him on in a in a effectively a dark match and they didn't put it on the social media before, so we actually missed it, which I was gutted because he, he's oh, one of the ones that you know I really, really look forward to seeing. So I've learned my lesson. I'll always get there early in future for whatever show it is. There you go. <laughs> Stevie, obviously Will Cruz. Yeah, um obviously, you know, uh, a bigger guy than a lot of um the people that we've mentioned, uh, but he has that baby face. Um I I, I do wonder if that would be um, kind of detrimental against him um, in in you know some places. I'd love to see him work a heel. I'm not sure he, he he can. I know he's been he's been booked as a heel, but you're right. He's got these these facials, um, and he he's able to to. There's just something likable about him, isn't there? Um, mm -hmm. And you need people like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not knocking him at all. But uh, yeah, very athletic. Obviously, a, a bigger guy than. Than a lot of these uh, the the younger talent, maybe they need to get bigger. I, I I don't know, but he does have that going for him. And as you say, like the moon salt, and you know the comparisons with um, you know Bam Bam or Vader or, or people like that. I I, I don't know. It, it, he's not quite as big as those, but he, he looks it, and he's got the stature. And you know, I love his entrance. I love his his his, his ring gear as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting to see where he goes. I, I really. Um, He's a big question mark for me. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't know where he's going to go, but um, yeah, not a traditional babyface, but I, I feel <coughs> he needs to be, if that makes sense. I think yeah, if yeah. he turned heel, it'd have to be it, it'd have to be like a monster aggressive heel push, wouldn't it? And use his size in that way, whereas at the minute he uses it as I am this size, but look what I can do. I think it'd have to take on this sort of monster persona if he if he were to go yeah. down the heel route. No, you're right. You'd have to take away the uh, pizzazz and whatnot. But even with his face, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you'd have to put a mask on him or something because it's like, you know, he's, he, he looks. It's got that smile. You know, he's he has, yeah. in the ring and he, he's like when you know he did the the, the bit. I didn't know it was going to happen at uh, Devil's Stew when Biggie took the mic and introduced. Um, Askins, and then you had uh, uh, Matt Myers with Cruz, and then Will Cruz gives you the mic. I had no idea he was going to do that, and it's like now I have to announce you again. But he's got that smile, and he's got that sort of you know playful sort of look to him, and it's like, yeah, uh, he's babyface. Um, but we'll see where it goes. There you go, there you go, guys. That's our show. So before oh. we do all that, before we do our outro, we've got a few obviously shows to plug. So Stevie, I'll play the, I'll press the image, and you can obviously discuss it. Yeah. Okay. So this is a new venture. Um, we, we we started earlier this year with our first uh, couple of shows. It's called Simply Wrestling in Newcastle. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a fun family show, but we've got oh. some of the best talent. From all over the country. I mean, look at the poster. You can see some of the people we've we've even spoke about on there. 
Uh, you've got uh, Brady Phillips, front and centre. Uh, Joseph Connors is, is, is going to be there. Dean Allmark's going to return. Uh, you can see Lana Austin in the back. Uh, Shreddy's on there. And, and much more. We're going to crown our first wrestling in Newcastle champion. It's going to be Gauntlet for the gold match. There you go. Paulie C. You know, that he, he's a great character, I tell you now. I, I don't know if that would work everywhere, but it's kind of like he's the ultimate Asbo, and that I should say it all, really. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's going to be, if you could put that up again, Liam, sorry, <laughs> just so I can to remind myself. So, yeah, he's against, uh, obviously, Rob Drake, Isaac North, Brady Phillips, who I mentioned, Dean Allmark, who's an amazing technical wrestler, versus the winner of the opening qualifier match, which is a, a four-way match to decide who else is going to be in that. It's going to be completely random, so we don't know who's going to be starting the Gartner, but it's going to be winner stales all on style. Um, and, uh, yeah, whoever, whoever wins will be the first champion. So... Um, if you're in the area, come to that. It's a great event. I think wrestling in Newcastle, I mean, I've, I've watched back uh, the, the last two events. Um, it is it is very much in that engineering <laughs> vein, in that the strong families in, from the area in the crowd, but wrestling fans will really appreciate that. As a matter of fact, the best review I read online um was something along the lines of and uh, i'm grabbing this out of thin air so it's not quite right but it's something like by the time it came to like the third fourth match yeah something had occurred to me that this was not just good but it's really good and it's a way higher quality than what you would expect to see at these sort of you know social club slash community center shows so we're going to make something of it hopefully uh wrestling in newcastle like i say i'm involved quite a lot with them and uh yeah uh, hopefully it'll turn into something uh, pretty good. There you go. There you go. So, Stevie, anything you want to plug? Um, I think that's it. <laughs> At the moment, um, as I say, uh, if people want to add me on social media, if you want to message me, people do. I get all kinds of weird stuff on my Facebook feed, as you've seen, Liam. Um, um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm ticking the mick half the time. You know, I'm not. I'm not that serious on on social media, and some people are. But uh, yeah, by all means, you know, we can talk, we can talk about wrestling, talk about whatever you want. Um, but uh, yeah, got the, you know, nothing until uh, that next NGW event next month. And then, you know, we'll go from there, see what happens. There you go. Jim, anything you want to plug? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm all right. Uh, you can, if you do want to hear what I think about Star Trek as well as wrestling, you can check out <laughs> Retrek on, um, look it up on the socials. Oh, I'll tell you one thing, Liam, I will add this. Um, I'm going to play this WrestleQuest. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but I'm going to play the RPG. I'm going to have a go tonight. I'm going to be reviewing that for Inside the Ropes magazine, but my review will be out next month. But, uh, yeah, stay, WrestleQuest. Stay RPG wrestling game, which has never really been done before, so we'll see. What it looks pretty cool, that actually it does look very cool. Look very cool. Uh, dear. Right then, so if you guys want to follow us on social media, you can head to effingwrestling.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube, we're on TikTok now. We're absolutely everywhere, as always. If you guys want a t shirt, you can head to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash effingwrestling. You can buy yourself the all effing wrestling shirt, which was modeled by a friend of the show, Natalia Markova. Or the Magic of Wrestling shirt, which is modeled by my good friend Dollywood. And if you like old school wrestling, because I know a lot of people do, you can head to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Adrian Adonis. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to get there. I always have to do that every single time. So it's brilliant. But yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, Stevie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks, Sam. 
Anytime. Jim, enjoy all in. I will do, yeah. Oh, yes. You'll be there live. That'll be an experience in half. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I want to end the show with something a little bit, obviously, more positive because sadly, obviously, we've lost two very big wrestlers, you know, this week in Terry Funk and Wyndham Rotunda, do you know, respectively. Do you know what I mean? As always, our thoughts and prayers go with the family. But Stevie, life's too short to argue. Do you know what I mean? Based on we all this, is that a fair comment? I, I, I think so. I mean, as long as it's positive arguing and positive anger, you know, it's like the relationship with me and Lizzie Evo, you know, we, we shout at each other and we fight and she tries to put me in a full Nelson, but it's at the end of the day, you know, we're uh, we're on the same page, really. <laughs> Jim, anything to add on that? I'm, I'm just glad that Stevie and Lizzie are on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, I'll have loads of abusive messages now from uh, Lizzie, <laughs> probably Lana Austin as well, if she's watched. <laughs> uh, well, it, this has been streamed, obviously, to a lot of things, so you, you, probably, you probably might do it. Expect some messages. I, d- I didn't bury anyone, did I? I don't think so. No, not at all. No. Right then, so don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you on the next one. Magic Man out.